0: Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Today I'm talking about ancestral healing and working with your ancestors in general. And in the second part of this podcast, I will also open the Akashic Records to see what the pinnacle has to share about our ancestors and how we can work with them. Now I'm pre-recording this episode because hopefully... (laughs) By the time this comes out, I am hiking in beautiful mountains with my husband. Um, there are no mountains in Netherlands. We, we are going away, dropping the kids at my grandparents, at my parents or so their grandparents. And I'm still immobile right now because I dropped my electric spike battery on my toe, <laughs> and I'm very happy it's not broken. It doesn't seem broken. Um, but it made me a (laughs) mobile for some time, and I see if I can walk again in a week's time, let's see. But with anything happening like that, especially accidents, it's of course, I mean, I I did a lot of masculine things, right? I did all kind of healing modalities on myself, and luckily when you're a healer, you have some tools at your hand, but it is really important I find to in that moment also to move into the more feminine energy and to just feel and just observe why a why did this happen like what were you thinking what were your thoughts in that moment when it happened and I find for the accidents that I had in the last times that there were always some self-sabotaging thoughts <laughs> in my head in the moment of accident so it's good to be aware of that but then also the pain itself really has nothing to do with my toe or anything like that it's an entire different pain it was holding in my body and it is always an invitation to just let your body speak to you and just feel and observe and do for a moment nothing so that self-healing can begin, and that kind of introspective, especially with accidents. I, of course, in the uh, in the moment, I did something first because of accidents. Your energy gets scattered. You um, you're having pains so on that moment. Of course, your first impulse is to uh, stop the pain. You know, to prevent. Um, Further trauma to happen, you know, to do something to get like the blood in the chi flowing again, etc., etc., and to calm yourself. That's important. But afterwards, you have time for introspective. Where you, afterwards, you can really feel into. You know, oh this is telling me. So yes, that <laughs> to immobility, and and sometimes it's good to be immobile for a while. You know, it really forces you to just relax, and if that happens, especially in autumn, I mean, and it's raining outside, it's great (laughs) to work from the bed. It's like, huh, I can just (laughs) be all cozy here. I, I can have a nap during daytime. It's amazing. So yeah, now let's get into the ancestral healing work. And before we even talk about healing and the more difficult patterns that we all have in our families. Now, let's first talk about why are we talking about ancestors? Now, as you know, as a soul, of course, we often focus on our past lives and our soul history and the different planets we are from and all this amazing stuff out there in the universe and uh, all this fancy stuff that our soul has experienced. Now it is though that we have incarnated in a physical body and we have incarnated into a bloodline, into a family and that is for reasons. So working with your ancestors, being aware of their history, being aware of what they bring to you, what they bring um, to your own soul is as important as being aware of your soul itself and your soul's history through different incarnations and on other planets, etc. And before we go, now before we go into the traumas, let's connect for a moment to our ancestors and to all the beautiful things they bring to us and they have taught us. So the values you're holding because of your family, the values that are supporting you, the um, positive traits that you have because of your DNA, because of the family you're born into, the talents that exist within your family. Maybe also the wealth that you are getting handed down from your family and the wisdom from them. And feel free to call in those spirits, to call in your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, etc., etc., and to have them be with us in this episode, and to have them guide us and show us why we have incarnated into this family and what we can learn from this. Now when you look at your ancestors and the positive as well as the patterns that they bring into your life, it's good to look at seven generations back. Though why this might be difficult, <laughs> but we're going to look into the timeline a little bit on a collective field, what that means, seven generations. But why seven? Now, the number seven is a very important number um, on in our human development. So um, within seven years, your cells renew entirely. And... If you do anything that you want to have a positive impact on your life, let's say you change your diet because of uh, whatever reasons, but you can really only see that impact fully after seven years. I know that's a long time, (laughs) but after seven years, you are really, you are entirely brand new. Everything in your body is brand new. You're renewed. It's amazing. And so we also move in stages of seven throughout your life cycle. And it's unfortunate that we don't celebrate them anymore. But they are very important moments of transformation and change. So the first is at the age of seven. And before the age of seven, children are really in between dimensions, in between fears. Their soul hasn't fully incarnated yet and it is really on us and on the practices we have as a society to help that soul to be fully embodied and to not go through so much trauma and soul fragmentation that we are experiencing currently on our planet because of the practices we are having and that starts with conception actually even in Chinese medicine or in Chinese philosophy Taoist philosophy, you would ideally have seven years in between siblings. Because it takes sort of seven years to really nurture, fully give a lot of nurturing to a child, starting from things like breastfeeding, topics like sleeping together, like really sort of more natural, natural upbringing, attachment upbringing. And while, I mean, when I was doing this with my children, I had so many conversations of others about why are you letting your kids sleep in your bed you know like and <laughs> I'm sometimes thinking why are we even having a conversation about this you know that I think us not doing any of these things that are natural to humans and natural for a soul um, is simply because we are so detached from our soul and we really have a way to go when we now raise our frequency to come back into this soul knowledge of how we are raising humans in a way that they will feel fully safe in this life that they can that their soul can fully come into the physical body and that they can Feel fully safe also to bring out their gifts and to really live from their soul. So yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of practices from also how you prepare for conception for yourself as well. as a, That's another part of this why seven years between siblings is that um, as a mother and as a father, right? you give a lot when you bring life into this world. You give a lot of your own uh, blood energy, etc. We always say like breastfeeding, breast milk is literally made out of blood. And that blood is from the mother and that mother has to uh, renew her resources. So it takes time to do that and it takes time to also tone down or dial down stress and other things that... Um, hinder us to basically have the sort of the best DNA to bring a human into this life. So then it starts okay seven years already before conception and then you have the first seven years of the child where um they ideally are gonna be just a very a very safe, a very nurturing environment for their child, for the soul to fully embody, to fully come into This body and be fully, safely anchored with all parts without any kind of soul fragmentation. And now, then we go on from seven to fourteen, right, into puberty, and then from fourteen into twenty-one, into becoming an adult. Into twenty-eight, like maybe starting your own family, and then going on and going on in ages of seven. And for men, it's actually eight, (laughs) because men are always a year behind. No, but I find it interesting, but. Yeah, for men it's eight, but in general the number seven is, is important. So when you look at uh, what is influencing you coming down from your ancestors, it goes back seven generations. So it goes back a long time. What um, all the experience that they had, all the emotions that they had, all the traumas they went through, that are still impacting you in this life. Now, seven generations, I calculated, let's say, they lived on average 60 years, which is already a lot because now we might live up to 70 or 80, but of course in the past they might have only lived to 40, no, no, 50 maybe, but let's say 60, so we're coming back like something like 420 years, so we're coming into 1600, and I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the history. after 1600 which is a lot that happened a lot that is still impacting you to this day now we are starting from religious wars tremendous amount of religious wars in that or wars in general in that time then monarchies and consequently also the fall of monarchies so things like French Revolution falls into that time uh, things like the fall of the Russian Empire as well, also the fall of the uh, fall of the Ming Dynasty falls into that time. Then in general also the decline of uh, religion and the decline of the power of the church falls into this time. Then we have some big diseases like the plague. We have of course social class system and as well the decline of the social class system Big topics like uh, colonialism, oh my god, colonialism, (laughs) you know what I mean, imperialism, and uh, themes that go along with this, slavery, huge theme, huge theme on our planet, slavery, and all the suffering uh, coming alongside with this, then industrial revolution, agricultural revolution, technology revolution revolution. Huge amount of immigration, of movement, refugees, of people, also movement of people to the United States. So this whole idea of the pioneers, the people who started up a new life, people who fled poverty, people who fled like this very strict social class system and wanted to build something new. The uh, Declarance of Independence for the United States, this all falls in this period. And then, of course, World War One and Two. Was in this period genocide and um, also the entire fall of white right? religion social class system the movement of women becoming more independent becoming more free there is just so much history that's impacting us to this day and when you think back how different the life of your ancestors has been Hundred, two hundred years ago to your life now, and yeah, sometimes we're saying, "Wow, we are living in such crazy times now." But I mean, <laughs> we have um, overcome already so much, and now it's almost just like the final crescendo, you know, <laughs> like the final volcanic eruption for um, for us to move into very different times and to move forward from all of this history. But it is incredible. It is incredible. We are also living through very interesting times and uh, where all of these themes also really come to the forefront, the question again, like, do we need monarchies, right? That is a very, currently a very valid question. Are people entitled by birthright? to be better, to have more wealth, to rule over others, you know, the question of, like, inequalities between gender, between races, still stemming also from slavery, the entire idea that we can enslave someone to work for us, you know, like, um, and it's still happening, right, cheap labor um, is a different form of slavery, but happening still on our planet, so the, all of these themes are really are there for us to look at it now and to look at now how do we want to move forward from this. How do we want to um, heal those pains that we carry of also genocides, you know, I mean of feeling so scared, so not safe, of feeling not worthy of existing, feeling not worthy of survival feeling in general like um slavery you know not feeling worthy in general i mean yeah huge themes huge themes <laughs> for us to work with so these are just the collective themes looking back seven generations and then you have the personal themes within your family that again can be uh, very different they can there uh, could have been genocide right people that were in concentration camps family members or other kind of genocides um, family members who were part of slavery all kind of other suppression um then the first and second world war huge themes if you have especially with european heritage um then the the grief, firstly, the loss of people, you know, also the violence. I mean, the amount, when you look back, seventh generation, the amount of violence, just alone from the wars, um, amount of suppression, religious also, or suppression. Uh, I mean, it is really, <laughs> it makes you speechless. And um, these are themes that you are working with. You know, and also coming back to the first and second world war, Um, the themes of the loss of family members of fathers of brothers siblings of sons Um, then also the question especially like I'm German so the question where were your ancestors on you know on the sides (laughs) of being a Nazi or not you know did they uh, participate in that or not Um, the question also of the missing what I call the missing man in the family in the missing male energy like because either the husbands or the brothers or the sons they died in the war or they came back but they were very emotionally and mentally um, unavailable and so then what happened Within, for instance, my family is that the women moved a lot, had to move into the male energy. They had to, all of a sudden, manage a huge family. They had to manage the family business. They had to be so strong all the time. You know, they, they went through so much loss and suffering that, um, yeah, they just had to be strong you know they had to be active all the time they, they had to be there they had to out of a sudden take care of everybody and it does something to the dynamics of the male and female energy in that family and going down to you now and really going down to the question how are you um, how is the balance in your in your life and your body between the male and the female energy you know um, can you allow yourself to, be soft to just be in the receiving you know just to receive to be nurturing or do you have to be in the male energy a lot to be doing to be providing how how do you feel about men you know do you feel you have to be the provider or do you feel that um do you feel safe with them you know can you fall back on a man like all yeah there's a lot of dynamics within that and a lot to heal and a lot to learn from our ancestors there is just so much to learn from them and then there's other patterns within families there is for instance certain illnesses like in my family um there is cancer especially on the male side so this is another like for in my family really the men bear sort of disappeared you know either died in a war died of cancer uh, emotionally came back from war but emotionally unavailable so there's a huge theme of the women having to move into that more male energy and um, everything that comes along with that but then also the fear of certain diseases and what I want to tell you is you are not your DNA only because that disease that illness is in your family once in your family, does not mean at all that you're going to have this. But you have to look at the fear around it, because often fear attracts what we don't want in our life. And there will be, if there is a illness running in the family, there might be a lot of fear around this. Like for us, I mean, there is a huge trauma associated to cancer and a lot of fear and um, yeah and every time I hear someone else talking about cancer I can feel that you know like that fear is still running down in my DNA um, and it's something to simply sometimes simply something to acknowledge you know it's not that you necessarily have to do anything with it but with all these emotions and especially these themes they want to be acknowledged they simply they have a story to tell to you, and they want to be heard. And that is sometimes all you have to do is to sit in stillness and simply hear that part out when that fear comes up. Uh, to hear it out. When any maybe there's abuse in the family, when any sort of anger. fear comes up related to that to simply hear out that story because it wants to be heard like and then your body can start to self-heal there is really nothing you need to do here just to receive and listen to it and there's other family patterns Um, like for instance in my family there is a huge pattern of sort of rivalry rivalry oh my god <laughs> i'm really having difficulties with some words today between but uh yeah rivalry between siblings stemming from parents um having a favor you know and loving one child more than the other and this goes back generations in my family and on it's on both sides of my family or both of my father's and my mother's sides and um and I can see this so also playing out in my life with my children like um that I have children two children who are so different from each other and who at times show traits that are so easily lovable and at other times traits that are where you really have to um start to to observe your own ability of giving unconditional love, because that trait brings out all the duality within you, and all the sides within you that, or within me, that I uh, don't like about myself, and it's so, I find it so interesting that we, I really believe we select the family we come into, and I know this is hard to hear for some people, and I say this also with a heavy heart, especially for those who had a very challenging upbringing. But for me personally, when I look at uh, my own birth chart, my family history, my soul purpose, and also I look at my children, I can totally say, for me personally, I have selected the family I came into. I have selected the themes that run in this family for my own soul growth, and my children have so too. And I have a family setup now for myself that resembles that soul growth that I came into. Do you want to know more about the purpose of your life or about your health struggles or how you can heal the relationships in your life or how your business can drive better? Get guidance directly from your own soul. You can book me now for an Akashic Record reading of your soul. You can book the service on my website, tauwisdom.net, And because I love Halloween, I have a discount running right now until the 31st of October of 13% of any of my services. So check it out. So let me illustrate to you why I'm saying I have selected my parents to be born to. I have a Capricorn, South Node, Cancer, North Node. So Capricorn is all about, you know, hard work and money and stability and diplomas and achievement and just like not even looking at all at uh, emotions. That's not important. Like all that counts is that, you know, success, achievement, hard work. So lifetimes. And then i came here to develop the more the cancer side the um, importance of family going away from thinking money is stability going away from thinking success is what defines your worth and value but going really into enjoying family enjoying being with kids enjoying fun allowing yourself to have emotion feeling the entire range of emotions being sometimes i listen to a um, a video yesterday that said, you will be brought to your knees by your emotions in this life as a Cancer off note, And that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. I am brought often to my knees by my emotions. And there's no way I can avoid them. And I have selected, you know, coming in with this setup, I have selected a family where family is everything from a small age one of the main values I've got sort of hammered down (laughs) by my father especially and I am very close to my father so um, (laughs) he could really instill this into my soul is that family and having children is really important in life and there was no way that I could not have had children you know I mean even though I wasn't that like it's quite it's quite a big step for a Cancer North Node to have children because you come from lifetimes where you just worked 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 you know where you uh maybe had a big company big success but that was everything and then saying you have children you know it, it's a big step but it was so always um i was it was so lived for me also our family we have a lot of family traditions we are very tight-knit family you know um it's just like family is everything. I even like. <laughs> I remember 2020. You know, we were living in the states, so my family's in Germany, and we always celebrate Christmas at my mother's or at my parents'. Like my brother comes, everybody comes. It's a big family affair. We eat the same. We do the same. It's it's just an important thing. So that year, all the borders were closed, and um, it looked like like we couldn't have a Christmas together. <gasps> And then I applied because our visa, we, had a, we were living in the States and we had a certain visa that didn't allow us to travel to Europe. And I applied for an exemption to this visa based on the fact that my husband is working for some sort of half medical company. <laughs> and I mean, interesting enough, this visa was granted, which is a wonder in itself, but it was only granted for a certain amount of time. And the time I, the date I had to fly back was before Christmas. It was not December, but it was before Christmas. But I was so happy. So anyway, I'm coming, you know, in December. I'm going to Germany with the cares, seeing my family. So my family's like, we just celebrate Christmas this year earlier. <laughs> so we did the entire Christmas shebang, you know, with everything apart from the church, because anyway, church was closed that year. And But we did everything, you know. Before Christmas, because it didn't matter, right? Because it was just about being together as family. And then uh, I went back with the kids and I celebrated Christmas again with, as asked, as a family with my husband in the States. And I loved that. I loved, honestly, I loved 2020. I'm sorry to say this for people who had a hard time in that year, but I love that year. (laughs) Because I could even I love Christmas. I could even celebrate Christmas twice. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's what I mean. In my family, you know, these kind of family traditions are so important, and it really ha- you know it really forced me to be in this ca- cancer north node to appreciate that. And sometimes it feels like a huge burden. All these family traditions and family always family. Uh, birthdays felt like a burden to me, but you know it's slowly you are slowly growing into your North nodes. So it's okay, <laughs> and and then also me having two children right? because as an empath, you know it's a craziness to have two children. Like already one is enough to deal with, but I felt so strongly I should have two children, and then of course I also feel I had two children because in on both sides of my family there is a history of siblings being treated very differently within the family. And I could only sort of really experience this for myself and heal this by having two children as well and two children who are so different, so day and night from each other. And I have, yes, I have treated my children very differently. And I have definitely lived that family pattern too, but I also realize this family pattern and I also work on it and it's a work you know with these family patterns it's a lifetime work sometimes some things you heal like for instance I also had this feeling always like to be inferior to my brother like I felt this family pattern even though my mother and my father tried to treat us so equally because they experienced such an unequal treatment and they were their children who were not wanted my father even much more than my mother. But they were both the children who were not wanted, not loved. And then for us, for me and my brother, they always like made such an effort to treat us equally. But still, I was feeling I was the odd one out in this family. I was the one who was doing the things that didn't please my parents. And my brother had the perfect life that um, was just so... Like he did everything right in front of my parents' eyes, especially my mother's eyes. You know, like he was the one who just was the perfect right son. And then as one day I was thinking, why am I thinking that? Nothing my parents are doing indicated that what I'm living is not good or is not worthy of their love. Nothing. But I'm still feeling that, right? And then I realized this is just a pattern running in the family and I can decide right now (laughs) to feel different about it. And I did. I now... I'm so happy with my own path and I feel now, okay, I have a different path to my brother and it's totally okay and it's totally accepted by my parents and and even if it wasn't accepted by my parents, it's still okay. Like, I can be myself and it's fine and he has his own path and he can be himself and we are not in competition with each other for our parents' love. So I kinda of really healed that. I just like, okay, <laughs> that's healed. But then I still see with my own children, okay, I treat them differently. And it's really for me every day. Every day I remind myself, look, how, how are you treating your one child now and how you're treating the other child and why is that, you know? And um it's a life's work. <laughs> it's really life's work, but it's also um it's also what you chose. That's why I'm saying I, I've chose to experience that. I really believe in this. My soul chose to experience that and chose also to experience, um, this feeling of, of course, on both sides of my parents feeling not worthy, right? And healing that, healing that feeling of not being worthy or not being loved because your parents, um, rejected you. And I, I connected to both of my grandparents in the records and if you um, if that's a path for you for healing I highly recommend it to you because you will realize when you connect to them I mean they have we have an um, idea about them right because of how they are in the family how they treated others how they treated my parents we have an idea about them but then when you connect to them on a soul level you will understand that their soul is so entirely neutral, that that there are reasons for why they behaved in a certain way in this life, but their soul is neutral and their soul is full of love. And my grandmother from my father's side, she actually, I didn't intend to connect to her, but she won. They just appeared in my sphere and she said, I have a message (laughs) for you, for your father. And I said, okay and then I just connected her and she gave me the message and I gave that message to my father and he was really, it's so interesting I could really feel his soul was really open for that message I mean she basically explained why she could not love him in this life and um, I really feel on a deep soul level he could receive this message and it was important for him to get this message um but then, for instance, for my mother, I connected with her father who died very early of cancer, and it's a huge trauma for her. And then her mother as well, who was, like my grandmother, very loving to me, but always making a difference between her son and her daughter. But um, I connected to her higher self too, and they, both of them, they didn't have a message from my mother. And it's important also for you when you connect to them to understand that you connect to them they're giving a message to you, like it's for your healing, because your parents, I mean, you can sometimes say, oh, why didn't my parents work on this, why did they bring it into another, like this whole trauma, this whole, why didn't they bring it into another generation, but they are on their own path, they are undergoing their own healing, you know, and they will receive and do the work at their time, right time, so I felt why my Grandmother for my father, she really gave me a message for him, and his soul was ready to receive it. My other grandparents, they just talk to me and I connect to them and I understand it for my healing. But my mother, um, she's doing her healing in her own way and she will understand the patterns at her own time, and maybe she has already, you know. But it is, um, you are always, I think it's very important to hold that sort of loving acceptance for whatever happens and for your ancestors um, and to allow them to do have their own path and to allow them to have their own healing with these themes in the family that are running yeah and when you connect to your ancestors on a soul level just with the higher self you will just feel how neutral they are and how full of love and how much guidance they also give you like uh, my father's Mother, she sometimes still comes to me to help me in the relationship with my own son. And while I have my human ideas about her, you know, she, by having gone through not loving her son through that experience, now as a soul, she is so full of wisdom, you know, and she can really, she has really valuable things to teach me and to tell me in my path of allowing myself more to love my son unconditionally. And to not make uh, so many differences, you know. So it is also the family members that you have that maybe committed some crimes. I mean, maybe they were, you know, in the war and maybe they were part of genocide and maybe they committed other crimes or they committed abuse. When you connect to them on a neutral level, there's a tremendous amount you can learn from them because they have undergone this experience and they can teach you how you can... Um, heal that part in you as well that duality that darker side that is within you because when you had in the family for instance also in many families um we have patterns like also a question you know like the angry aggressive father or father or sometimes the mother also um And we can fall also in those patterns because they are in that history. It can be very helpful to connect to these people on a neutral level. And to see what they have to say to you. And sometimes you you live out dreams of your ancestors, but they are also your soul dreams. So for instance, my grandfather, the one that uh, my father's, no, my mother's father who died early, of cancer he uh, didn't get along with his father because his father was I think very like kind of aggressive and he um, didn't maybe allow my grandfather to be who he is my grandfather was a very sensitive person um, very diplomatic as well and he so he didn't basically he wanted to get away so he went To Hamburg on a ship to uh, immigrate to the United States, and his father went after him and convinced him to come back. So he came back, and then he uh, um, met my grandmother and the marriage. And then the wall was built. They were in. I mean, this is such a. There's so much interesting history in my family because we were actually occupied by. um, I mean, after the Second World War we were sort of freed by americans so we would have been part of western germany but then our part of the country was traded against west berlin so for the americans to gain access of west berlin they gave our part of the country to the russians and we became east germany And so my great-grandfather from my mother's side was the mayor at our town at the time. So we had first American soldiers stationed in our house and then they left and we had Russian soldiers coming. And then anyway, the wall was built and um, you couldn't travel anymore. You couldn't escape. So my grandfather, even if he wanted to go anywhere else, he couldn't escape anywhere. So anyway, my grandfather, he couldn't escape. To anywhere and um he then died fairly young of cancer setting up entire different patterns in my family but um I always when I exactly and then this I think this idea of escaping of going away was very strong in my family and I one of my earliest memory is that I'm gonna get out of the village I'm born in and I'm going to go other places. And that was still East German time. That was still the time you could not go anywhere. You could not travel. You were not allowed. You know, but I already had these like thoughts and these ideas. And then I remember, but I never had a tie to the United States. Like it's, I went to Australia. I loved there. i traveled to so many other places, but I just, I don't know. I I didn't have anything connecting me to the States and my cousin actually always wanted to go to the States when she was young and she had all these posters of the States in her room but she wasn't allowed by her parents because her parents had their own trauma because her brother died as an infant and so they were always very protective of her so they didn't allow her to go anywhere. And then uh, many years forward my husband got the offer to go to this to live and work in the States so all of us basically as a family got that offer and um, even though I had very negative opinions about the states at the time because also of (laughs) media, German media is not very positive towards the United States unfortunately and there's, there's just so much, oh my god, there's so much mind control through the media incredible and so much false images are built up in the media about countries and leaders and etc etc but I didn't you know I was just like why the states but then there was something in me that really said oh my god you know there's something um, there is really something that's kind of pulling me there and I have in fact I mean I have a very strong soul contract with the states and I anyway have a quit work contract where I'm living and traveling to many places on this planet for work with the energetic lines of the planet but when I went in there to the states and when we lived there I felt the spirit of my grandfather so often you know I felt so often I was like thinking oh look grandfather this is what it's like in the states and um, this is a little bit I was living his dream through my life but at the same time it was still also my life because of my soul contracts you know so i when i think back i've chosen to incarnate in this family where there was this strong dream to go to the states one day and i had also i have a soul contract with the united states then um this is just so much of a fit you know that's why I'm saying we really select our family we select our ancestors and that's why it is important for us to connect to them. It's important for us to work with them to bring them into our life and you can honor them in so many different ways like you can um, you can talk to them you know in meditations you can ask their higher soul uh, their higher self to come forward to give you messages. You can just have something of them on an altar or something that reminds you of them. You can simply look up your family history. You know, there's people who build all the family trees and tray they trace down all the lineages and all kinda of fancy stuff you can do these days. You can do that. You can listen to the stories. Um, of your parents you can connect to the spirit spirits they have especially you know when like going to the states you know pioneer this pioneer spirit that is within people you know and there's amazing talents and amazing traits that are coming from your family or for instance my family has worked um, the land as farmers for hundreds and hundreds of years so this connection to the earth to grounding in the earth is very strong in me and it's one of the gifts they give gave to me To A, work with your hand, you know, like to heal with your hand. But then also to um, whenever I'm too much in my head, which is often also, (laughs) I'm coming back to, okay, what did your ancestors teach you? You know, connect to the land. Ground yourself with the land. And heal yourself with the land, you know. So you will have that from your ancestors as well. It is beautiful. And it is those, as I said, more difficult patterns like abuse, like wars, like uh, illnesses, like um, abandonment, you know, not loving someone, um, divorce, etc. that are running in the family and that you are also here to heal in many ways, but it's also all these beautiful sites of your ancestors that you are here to live and pick from and use to enrich your life there's one more thing I want to share with you is that when it comes to ancestral healing and to co- uh, to connecting to the more difficult patterns that run within a family line the abuse, the um, rage, the abandonment the um, non-loving, all these different themes, it is equally important to connect to the positive values the positive talents the traits the gifts you have been getting from being born into this family line and we incarnate with the souls especially with the souls who are our children as well as partners with with children with um, most likely our parents too maybe even grown parents, we incarnate with them across a multitude of lifetimes. So while we have lifetimes that were challenging relationships, and maybe this has been in your current life, there are lifetimes where you had beautiful, beautiful relationships with each other. And while you are healing, and in healing it is really important to forgive this is a huge part of healing to accept firstly that this is part of your history of your family history but then also to forgive and when you want to forgive it is really helpful to connect to the beautiful times you had with people and this is not something very personal I'm going to share with you but to illustrate this um, I had a dream a long time, some time ago about the relationship with my husband and the emotions I am here to foster in this relationship, in this lifetime. And I still remember this deep, deep love and this deep gratitude for everything um, my husband has done for me or is doing for me in this lifetime. And um, we have, though, we have a difficult relationship at times, we have a karmic relationship. And I also looked at the... um, more comic um, lives we've shared together in other incarnations and they are difficult themes and I was at some point telling myself, look how um, going from these more difficult encounters that we have, how can I move forward And then I had a very interesting conversation with the husband of my best friend's sister and he's from India and we were talking about Vedic astrology. And he told me that in Vedic astrology one believes that you also have seven incarnations with your partner, with the important partner in your life. And um, I was thinking where are we then in this time of seven incarnations? And my soul has very often told me that I'm really working through the final karmic relationships in this lifetime and you will too because of our earth ascending into a different frequency a lot of karma cannot anymore um incarnate into this planet so we are really working on a collective collective level on healing these uh karmic patterns that have happened over incarnations and incarnations and lifetimes and lifetimes so i was saying myself look i also need to connect to the beautiful lives we have together or we had together and then one day um i just looked into my husband's eyes and you know the eyes are the, they are the entrance to someone's soul and then his face merged and i out of a sudden service life that we had together as well in very interesting life in egypt and the huge amount of love and passion for each other and service to each other we shared in that life and i understood a lot of the positive patterns in our current life that are stemming from that incarnation and i was like yes this is what i also had to see for me to um really continue fostering those feelings too you know and to simply um understand some of the other karma we are carrying and to be able to heal that And so for you, when you have had difficult relationships to your parents, grandparents, partners, children, I encourage you to really inquire and ask your soul about the beautiful lives you've shared together and to feel that deeply within your body, the immense love you also shared together so that in this life you can connect back to that and you can come to a place of Acceptance for what has happened and still deep love for that soul and for that journey that you are sharing together and the work you are doing together. Now, let's get into the Akashic Records and ask the Pinnacle what they have to say about ancestral healing. And the importance of our ancestors. We get it together in light. We get it together in love. We get it together knowing the messages from Amba. Through the Akashic records, we understand our greatness. Through the Akashic records, we understand our wisdom. Through the Akashic records, we understand what's there. This prayer will help deliver us there. I wish to know the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic records. Help me to see the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic records. Bring me to feel the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic Records. I wish to know the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic Records. Help me to see the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic Records. Bring me to feel the audience of Tao wisdom in the light of the Akashic Records. And now, the Records are open. mananana. Shamasin and another eight <laughs> are done and they send me in a manacanama. Shun the son and an inananakin Nana in a tea to get a I wish to know what importance our ancestors hold in our life. Your ancestors are the foundations you are coming from. They are like the rain that is feeding the plant. They're like the roots from which the plant is growing and they're like the sun that is shining down on the plant. They're bringing us wisdom. They're bringing us fear. They're holding us strong, 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 strong onto this earth. You're know, just going back generations and generations and generations you're going back so many lifetimes they're connecting you to the source of humanity to the source of your race to the fabrics of who you are as a race they're giving you a vessel to incarnate in a container to come into And you can decide what this container can be. It can be thick walls that are burying you, that are imprisoning you, or it can be walls that are giving you a foundation, strength and courage. You need to decide what quality this container has for you. Do you want to be imprisoned by it? Or do you want to see it as a strong foundation? A strong foundation where a beautiful liquid can pour out of, where it can nourish others and create. Sometimes you have to break down the walls but be careful when you're breaking down the walls all the liquid spills out and you're losing yourself everywhere and then you have to take clue and reassemble the walls of the container of the flask that's carrying you do not shatter it do not shatter your roots Just decide how you want to work with them, how you want them to nourish you. How can we work with our ancestors? They are always there, they are always there. You just have to ask for them. They are always around you, behind you, in front of you, next to you. They're walking this path with you. Even though not anymore on earth plane. Their spirits are here. They're guiding you. They're looking at your faults. They're lifting you up again. You open yourself up. You can feel their guidance. You can take their hand. As I said, they are like a container. You can use them to nourish you or you can break the walls and shatter the container everywhere. What will set yourself free is to acknowledge, to acknowledge where you come from. We all have parts deep hidden in us, parts we don't want to see, parts we don't want to feel. But by acknowledging you, by acknowledging them, the parts can heal the parts can become of the whole again of everything that makes your fabric so invite them in invite them in into your life make space for them as they made space for you they brought you into this life if it wasn't for them you wouldn't be here they pathed your way You are not alone. You are not alone. Never think you are alone. You have so much support. So much. Thank you. I give gratitude to myself for entering the records. I give gratitude to my higher self Lightning the way. I have gratitude to the Higher Self tourism for bringing us here. I give gratitude to the Pinnacle. I give gratitude to the space for the comfort and love. The records are not closed. Amen. The records are not closed. Amen. The records are not closed. Amen. Now I wanted to tell you this image that I saw in the records. So I saw this flask. This um, it's a flask where you pour water or wine or anything else out from, made out of clay. And as they said, I saw that the walls of the like a, like a very big mug. The walls can either feel like a prison, or I can feel like something that is a beautiful container for you, for the spirit that you are, to grow in it to ripen, you know like wine is ripening in a barrel you can imagine it like this kind of barrel, you know where you are ripening as your soul and your ancestors are the walls of that barrel and You can shatter the walls, you can disengage with them, but then all the wine, all that is you, it will be spilled everywhere, and you will lose yourself in thousand little drops. But if you just see the walls as something that is in some way sometimes confining, but at the same time supporting you'll be able to ripen into a beautiful <laughs> being, in a way. Yeah. I hope this image will help you <laughs> to understand the message. that the pinnacle had about your ancestors. Hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> and I felt, I really felt the presence of so many beings... yeah when you're reading beautiful so now that is all that i have for you today i wish you a lovely week ahead enjoy beautiful autumn (laughs) wherever you are and we see each other bye bye. if you want to know more about soul growth healing or east asian medicine Check out my social media channels and my services on taowisdom.net.